school, Hebrews chapter 10, Hebrews chapter 10. Let's get into the word. I'm just going to look at something very simple, something very practical, um, something I think is very, very powerful that will enable us to become more influential. Leadership is about influence, and every single believer is, is a born leader. The nature of your calling is leadership, because as a Christian, you are called to influence others for good. Uh, and so you are called as light in darkness. That's what leaders do. Leaders step into a dark situation and they bring something that wasn't present into a situation and then begin to transform, transform that situation. Jesus calls us, he says that we are like, that the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God is in you. So because the kingdom of God is like yeast and the kingdom of God is in you, you are like yeast. Amen? That is put in dough, and over time it influences the dough and changes it to the place where it grows and becomes what we want it to be. So you are a born leader. A badge does not make you a leader. A title does not make you a leader. I am not a leader because I am Pastor Cheeto. I am Pastor Cheeto because I am a leader. Did you get that? Okay? So, so, so and there are so many people who, people who are leaders who don't have the badge on top of their name, but yet they still lead. So, so I really want us to get away from, uh, not that we've ever been a title-driven church, but I really want you to bear in mind that you are a leader. In fact, until you start leading, no responsible leader will give you a badge. Does that make sense? No uh, kings will find leaders and then anoint them leaders. Uh, I, 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 and, and that's how it works. So we want to talk about something that I think is very practical that will help us be influential again. We don't want to be, uh, I don't know about you, I don't just want to be a leader just for the sake of it um, or for the look of it. I want to make an impact so that the day that I stand before Jesus Christ, I will look back and I will know that everything he planned for me to accomplish, every influence he wanted me to have on my generation, I, I, I at least went for it. Amen. I want it to be the case that I at least I went for it. And, and he says, well done, you good and faithful servant. So look at this, Hebrews chapter, chapter 35. I want to speak to you about confidence, developing confidence. And we'll talk about this as we go along. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. Check this out. This is a writer to the book of Hebrews. I, I do believe it's Paul because it sounds like Paul. But, you know, I don't think we know uh, for certain who wrote this letter to the, to, the, to the Hebrews. And it says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. The role of leadership, it says don't cast away your confidence. The role of leadership is to facilitate the manifestation of a new reality. Okay? The role of leadership um, is to facilitate the manifestation of a new reality. Leadership is about, it is about manipulating what you have now. It is about manipulating what you have, the resources you have, in the circumstances you, you find yourself now, manipulating everything that you have currently in order to produce a new future, create something in the future. And so the writer to the book of Hebrews was speaking to the Christian leaders. I call these guys, again, like I'm calling you leaders. It's the same with these guys. They're Christian leaders because these guys paved the way. These were the first believers after Jesus had gone back. They were Jews who had now believed in Jesus Christ. And the writer is writing to them and saying to them, please do not lose your confidence. These guys 
are the people who played a major role in you and me believing today. How do I know? We're actually reading letters that were written to them. Their faith and their, ex their exercising of their faith in their generation laid the foundation for you and me to walk upon. My faith is that you and I will exercise our faith so that if the Lord should tarry, generations to come will listen to messages that you preach or will listen to your stories or will look at your Facebook posts and look at the things that you went through and be encouraged in their faith. Amen. It ought to be, hey, leaders, you need to live for more than today. We live, leaders are people who, in, in many ways, our present is governed by our future. Our present is influenced by the great future that we see. The, the danger of being a leader sometimes is that you can live in the future and be absent from your present. But the, the balance is in knowing that there is a future that you are gaining and in fact, leaders, leaders behave a little bit weird because we are not moved by the things that are around us. We are moved by the possibility that we see. And so whilst other people are partying and other people are drinking and other people are doing, and you could do all those things, but because you see a future that you are trying to create that doesn't currently exist, you exempt yourself from certain things and, and subject yourself to certain things because of what you are aiming for. That's what leadership looks like. Leadership is the freedom to choose what you're going to be enslaved to. Amen. Leadership is the freedom to choose what you're going to be, is, is choosing wisely what you're going to be enslaved to. That's why people like Jude, who, is the, who are the brothers of Jesus, Jude was the brother of Jesus Christ, James, the brother of Jesus Christ, would, would write their letters, and, and in their letters, they never really demonstrated or never really put out there that I'm the brother, if I was the brother of Jesus Christ, you will know. If Jesus was my older brother, I'm telling you, you will know. Amen. I get a tattoo on my head. I'm the brother of Jesus. I get a t-shirt. I get, I mean, but these guys, they write their letters and they, 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 they put it this way. They will call themselves slaves of Jesus Christ. Because when you have a future that is bigger than yourself, you, you tie yourself to things that might be weird to other people. Amen. And that's who we are as leaders. Please never lose sight of what God wants to do in your heart. Never lose sight of the dreams, the visions, the thing that he has given you. And this is the challenge these guys were facing. They were, they were pioneers of the gospel, facing all kinds of persecutions, facing all kinds of challenges. And the writer to the book of Hebrews says to them, he says, he says to them, do not throw away your confidence. He says, don't throw away your confidence because it carries a great recompense of reward. Leadership is challenging. Creating a new reality is challenging. Building a business is challenging. Building a marriage is challenging. Building a family is challenging. Building a church, building a department, life is challenging. It's just the nature, the nature of the fallen world we find ourselves is that regardless of how noble the cause is, you will be faced with challenges. These guys had a noble cause, which is the cause of Jesus Christ, and they were so challenged because of all the persecution and all the things. And if you read pre previous verses, it's in, it's in this context that he says to them, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves, because they were facing such great challenging challenges that they stopped coming to church. Amen. <laughs> you see, nothing is new under the sun. 
<laughs> that which is has already been and it will be again. Certain things don't move me anymore. I'll say, hey, another one. Let me help you, okay? We just deal with this thing and we've got to be, you know, understand that we're all walking a journey uh, and, and human beings are, human, I, 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 I think heaven is going to be fantastic. <laughs> when, we, when we see these kind of things, we fuss over. I'm telling you, oh, God. God will, I, I feel like when we get to heaven, God will say, Cheeto, come, let me play a DVD. <laughs> let me play you a blue. Let me just show you this video from, from 2018 when you did this. Look at how stupid you were. We will laugh about it. Amen. But the things that we do. But anyway, so, so they were facing all kinds of challenges and started to forsake the gathering. So this is the context of all of that. They face so, many, so much challenge, and the writer says to them, hey, look, in the middle of what you are going through, um, I know you're pioneering a new idea. I know you are, you, are, you, are, you are building that business. I know you are trying to push the gospel. I know you are believing God that this business will take off, that this idea that God gave you will grow. I know you are believing God that your family will be a, a light, a source, it will be different, that you will build a family that's different to what you experience. I know you're believing God for all these new realities, uh, and, and, and life is challenging you, and he says, do not throw away your confidence in the middle of these things which challenge you. Don't throw away your confidence in the middle of these things which are challenging you because your confidence carries a great reward. Here is what, what happens life as we deal with these challenges. The more you face challenges, the, the, the more life has the opportunity to rob you of your confidence. Amen. Some people, some people are, 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 you know, and that's why I also think that it, it, always be patient and listen to folk. Okay, because sometimes we can be so insensitive and we say, you know, somebody's anxious about going to work and we say, all you just need to do is confess the scripture. Do, do you think they don't know that? <laughs> do you think they haven't done that? All you just need to do is just, just no, no. Sometimes you just need to listen. There are some, some people that need that. That's what, now all of us need that on some level. But what I'm saying is there is a need for us to be sensitive to make sure we are listening to people because life happens in such a way that it knocks us off confidence. Life, if you live long enough, can knock your confidence, can deplete your confidence. And this is the situation. And I'm, and I'm telling you this as leaders as well, that, that, that the more you're trying to push in certain areas, to pioneer in certain areas, there are things that will try to take away your confidence. And the Bible says, do not let go of that confidence because it carries a great recompense of reward. Here is a question for you. I wonder where you are confidence-wise. Okay? And this is what I want you to think about. Where are you confidence-wise? So if you, are, if you are in business, where are you confident? Where is, what is the level of confidence that you have? Now, I'm careful not to. I don't want you to think about faith. Okay, there is, there is a correlation between the confidence, and in some ways, he's talking about confidence, but I, but I don't want you to think about it in, in, if I say faith, we think about it in terms of, you know, I'm trusting God, and we bring out all the Christian lingo. I don't want you to do that, okay? Let's, not, let's just think about confidence. So, I'm, talk, I'm talking about at your workplace, what is it that you are not confident about? Let's talk about presentations. Are you confident with doing presentations? Do you see what I mean? I want you to think about in terms of your children, how confident are you? I'm not saying that, I'm not asking whether you believe that you can raise great children. I'm saying how confident are you in your ability to raise children? 
I'm talking about, you know, your, your, your business. How confident are you that this thing can actually solve the problem that you tried, you are trying to solve? What, what is the level of confidence that you are operating in? These guys were, were pushing the gospel and lacking confidence. So he says, don't throw away your confidence because it carries a great recompense of reward. I wonder where your confidence is, whether it's completely gone or non-existent or maybe just a little bit depleted. That is the question I want you to, I want us to think about today. The, the dictionary definition of confidence is, is the quality of being certain about your abilities. Okay? So when I talk about confidence here, I'm talking about the quality of being certain about your abilities. Confidence is boldness. Confidence is assurance. Confidence is certainty about your ability. It is certainty. It is being sure of what you are doing. Okay? You are sure about sitting on that chair because you've done it before. Okay? You are sure about what... That's what confidence looks like. Confidence is demonstrated in the actions that show that you are certain about your ability. You can tell when a person is not confident, and you can tell when they are. Everyone agree with that? Okay. So, so, so I want us to think about this. And there is a reward that is attached to your confidence. If you are in the process of creating anything, influencing anyone, you will need confidence. Okay? You will need confidence. Confidence is not always loud. Confidence doesn't mean that you shout. Confidence is quiet. Confidence is loud. Confidence is, is just confidence. It is demonstrated in, in actions that show that you are certain of your ability. Confidence, regardless of whether it's loud or quiet or, 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 or shouting, regardless of it, confidence is always needed. Okay, you don't have to be like me, um, uh, you know, standing in front of people and shouting and talking. You don't have to be that to be confident. That makes sense? So confidence is not only those people who are, who are out there. No, everyone can be confident in your own way. Confidence is confidence, and confidence is required whoever you are. Okay? So, so, so where are you with your confidence? Where are you with your confidence? Because uh, if you are going to create anything, you're always going to need some confidence. Confidence is not arrogance. Okay, there is a difference between confidence and arrogance. Arrogance is, is the offensive display of superiority or self-importance. Okay? Uh, arrogance is overbearing pride. Arrogance is, 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 at best, is at best an exaggeration of your abilities. Arrogance says, um, you know, confidence says, I am really good at doing this. Arrogance says, I am better than everyone because I can do this. Okay? Arrogance puts you in a, in a put, makes you think more highly of yourself than you ought to. Confidence say, I think highly of myself because of my ability. Does that make sense? So there is a difference, and, and, and there is, a, there is a, a thin line. It can, the line can easily cross between confidence and arrogance um, if you are insecure, if you don't know yourself. Are you with me so far? So what, we're, so what we're talking about is, is real, I'm talking about authentic confidence. I'm not talking about fake it till you make it. I'm not talking about that kind of confidence that, that is, let's blag it kind of confidence that sometimes Christians call faith. Faith is not blagging it. Faith is confidence that you are standing on good ground. 
faith is the substance, the, the hypostatis, the ground upon which you stand. The quality of your faith is determined by the confidence you have on what you are standing on. Faith is confidence in God. Amen? Faith is not, I'm going to get that house. Faith is God will provide for me. Does that make sense? Faith is not, is not, that car is mine because I said it. That's not faith. It can be a demonstration of faith, hear me. It can be a demonstration of faith, but that in itself is not faith. Faith is, I am standing on the, on, because God is my provider. This is in the dark, because I am standing on a ground that God, the God upon which I stand is Jehovah Jireh. Cars will be mine if I need it. Does that make sense? There's a difference between just kind of um, confidence that is, that is just all talk and nothing. So that's not the kind of confidence we're talking about. We're talking about confidence in the dark and in the light. We're talking about an assurance that you, or, or a certainty that you have concerning your abilities. How confident are you in your leadership? How confident are you, uh, how confident are you in, in the areas in which you are leading? And again, think about your business. Think about your, if you are serving here in any department, think about those departments. Think about the, the things that God has called you to do. Think about your children. Think about your husband, your wife. How confident I am in all of these roles. How confident um, are you are in, in, in these different things that you are doing? Where, where do you struggle with confidence? Where is the area in which you struggle with confidence? Because I believe that until you address these things, they will continue to sabotage your calling. Okay? Until you address, until you face, I, 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 I've said this to, to, you know, I always say this because I, I, I've learned this in the last couple of years. The grace of God gives us the opportunity to face everything. Amen? The beauty of the grace of God is that I don't need to be afraid of what's wrong with me. Does that make sense? Or I don't need to be afraid of the areas of my life that need some work. In fact, because I have the grace of God, I can be honest with myself and say, Chido, that was a bad attitude to have without necessarily condemning myself to hell. Because if I can approach and address that attitude, then the grace of God can help me with it. Okay? So sometimes what we have also done with faith is that as faith people, we don't say we're not confident. Amen? <laughs> as faith people, you know, you know, and I'll talk about this later. I'm jumping ahead of myself. Sometimes as faith people, um, we, you know, we, we, we misunderstand the heart of God. Uh, and so there are certain things that you ought to face that you're not facing. Faith says, I have confidence in God, so I'll face whatever I need to face. Amen? That's what faith says. Faith doesn't say, I'm not sick. Faith says, my arm hurts. But faith says, I have a healer. And so I'm not afraid to say my arm hurts right now because I have a healer. It is, it is unbelief that says your arm is falling off. And my arm is not broken. No, dude, it's broken, man. It's broken. Let's talk about the broken arm. Amen? And we can talk about the broken arm without condemnation because we have a healer. So which areas of your life are you not confident? What are you not confident about? Which areas of your life do you think about, you know, and... And, and it comes up all the time, and, and, and here is what happens when you are not confident, and we'll look at a couple of examples. Here's, no, here's what happens when we don't, when we lose confidence, we side, sidestep so many things. Um, I talked about when, when we looked at faith and patience on a Tuesday, what, patience is bearing, that's right, my boy is preaching with me, okay. <laughs> patience is bearing up under a heavy weight. And, and, and in order to obtain a promise, 
We need faith plus patience. But what most of us have is faith, but not a lot of patience. So here is what happens when you have faith, but no ability to bear up under the weight of the, uh, the opposition to your faith, because faith will always be opposed. Amen? Amen. Whatever you're believing for, if it hasn't been opposed yet, just live a little longer, because faith will always be opposed. The moment you start saying, I'm healed, sickness will ask you, are you sure? Amen. The moment you say, I'm rich, this money will play funny to ask you, do you really believe that? So look at this. So what we need is faith and patience. And so what we do sometimes, because we have faith and we, we don't have the patience, is that, is that what, instead of moving forward, we, we make a lot of sideways movements. Okay? Why? Because you don't want to face the pressure. So what we do is when there is pressure... We walk sideways. And the deceit of that is that you are moving. You are moving and convinced that stuff is happening because you can see you used to be there, but now you are here. The problem is you are not progressing. Does that make sense? So what do I need to face? I need to understand that what I need is faith and patience. So, so if I am really interested in progressing, I don't want to be sidestepping. I don't want to be sidestepping. I, don't want, I want to move forward. So in order to move forward, what I got to do is understand what, what do I need to do with my patience? Amen? It's the same thing with your confidence. You can have, you can have faith that God will do something, but without, if, if we don't address the area of confidence, what will happen is that you will believe that one day God will do it, but every opportunity he brings, when you see the giant, you sidestep because you don't have the confidence to face the giant. So I guess I'm challenging you in every area of your life. Which area of your life do you require confidence? Which area of your life do you struggle? In, you know, do, you, do you struggle with putting your business out there? Because you're not confident that, you know, that, you ha- that what you have will actually solve a problem. Do you, do you, do you lack confidence in, in, you know, in your product? Do you lack confidence in your ability to deliver? Has God given you a gift and you are lacking confidence in using that gift? Which area of your life? There is no shame to say these are the areas that I lack confidence in. I, I, I have to build up my confidence and, uh, and um, I, I have to remind myself, uh, maybe I, I don't know if I should show you this, uh, but, but I have something that I put, one of the areas that I have to work on. Can I tell you my issues so that you can, amen, just don't tell anybody my issues, okay? Don't tell it. It's just between you and because we're friends, okay? So, 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 so one of the things that I, that, that I, have, to, I have to work on personally, and, and I, I have no shame in telling you, is, is, is there, there's something called, I don't know if you've ever heard of the imposter syndrome. So it's, um, it's where you feel that in some ways you don't, it's not, it's not a, a case of low self-esteem, but in some ways you don't deserve to be where you are. Do you see what I mean? It's, 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 it's like, oh, you're not as good as you think you are. It's a syndrome that happens, you know, where in business, for instance, it, it exhibits itself in this way, that you have a great idea, but you never put it out because you kind of think that uh, even though it's good, there is a problem with it somewhere, and at some point, somebody will find out that, it, that, 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 that there is a problem with it. 
Does that make sense? So, so, so I have to personally, I'm telling you this so that you can find out what your own is. This is one area that I, that I have to work on. So one of the things that I did on my phone, I put a pic, got a picture of myself and I put, you are not an imposter. So every time I pick up my phone and I'm doing something, you are not an imposter. You deserve to be here because God called you here for such a time as this. Amen? So, so I, I'm sharing this with you because I don't want this to fly over your head. I want you to think about which area of your life are you lacking confidence? Because what will happen if, if I don't address that, I would show up here and just give you just a little bit of you, a little bit of what I have, and that is enough for you to just not pay too much attention. I would never come with, with all of me. Because as long as I feel like an imposter, I will only give enough and not everything. Does that make sense? And what will happen is that I will be robbing the world of my gift and robbing myself of the privilege of walking in the fullness of what God has called us to do. And so think about it in your, in your work. Which is, what kind of jobs, um, do you, what kind of tasks do they bring your way and you, 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 you lack confidence in that area? We're going to address, let's face it. What is it that you lack confidence in? Look at Joshua chapter 15. Joshua chapter 15. I want to show you this. Um, I love this scripture. Joshua 15 verse 19. This is, a, this is a, of these ladies um, who, who were among the children of Israel and they had just come out of, of, um, of captivity and they were sharing their inheritance. And I love these ladies because, because check this out. Verse 19, this is, this is what she says. Joshua 15 verse 19. She says, give me a blessing since you have given me the land in the south. He says, give me also the springs of water. Check this out. So he gave her the upper springs and the lower springs. Okay? What does um, Joshua 15, verse, what does verse 18 say? Let me see if we can get some context. Joshua, Joshua 15, verse... The night was so when she came back to him to persuade her, um, uh, persuaded him to ask her father for a field, so she dismounted... Please go read it on her. I don't want to go into a Bible study on this. I just wanted to show you verse 19. So she dismounted from her donkey, and Caleb said to her, what do you wish? So they've come to Caleb, who is, you know, you, you know Joshua and Caleb, the only two spies who believed the report of the Lord, uh, and they were the only two of their generation to go into the, the promised land. And so, and so they get to this place, and, 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 and she comes to Caleb, and, and, and Caleb asks her, what do you want? And life, and a lot of the time, life is asking you, what do you want? Amen? Life asks a lot of the time, what is it that you're after? The question that life is asking you every day, tomorrow morning when you go to work, what do you want from this day? What do you want today? And I love the confidence that this woman has. She answered, give me a blessing. How, how audacious. That would, the religious folk would not like that. But she says, give me a blessing. Since you, have, you would think that since he, she was given a land in the south, amen, she was given a land, you would think that this woman would go and sit down. But he said, thank you for giving me the land from the south. But give me also the springs of water. Everyone say confidence. confidence. It is confidence that is born out of a knowledge that this is my inheritance. Okay, this, this is not stuff. I'm not an imposter. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to get what is in mine. That is, that is why I have the confidence, even though I have been blessed with the land, I have confidence to ask also for the spring of water. And confidence carries a great recompense of reward. So he gave her the upper springs and the lower springs. I wonder if she didn't have the confidence 
to go up and say, thank you for the land, but can I have that also? Amen? I wonder, I wonder what confidence is keeping you away from. Uh, what, what promotion at work that if only you went and confidently knew that, you know, we're confident in your ability. If only you could be confident to go to the manager and say, I actually think this role I'll be really good for it. Give me a chance to show you. Confidence. Everyone say confidence. I wonder if you were confident to say, you know what, this idea that I have, I'm just going to put it out there because I believe that it will help somebody and I will find those people that it will help. If you will be confident, I wonder what rewards are waiting on the other side of your confidence. Your confidence carries a great recompense of reward. Uh, on, the other, on, the, on, the, on the reverse side, I wonder what we are being exempt from because of an, a lack of confidence. So because you don't do presentations, you've made the conclusion, and we'll, we'll address all of these things correctly, because you, you lack confidence to stand in front of people to talk, you feel like, um, I can never talk in front of people. But the idea God has given you requires that you talk in front of people. Does that make sense? How do you reconcile the two? You know, it, it, it's not, it, I, I will deal with, and that's what I'm dealing with. That's what I'm trying to say. If God has given you something in your heart that requires confidence for something, but you are struggling with confidence, then you're in the right place. Because what we're trying to do is that you can develop our confidence. Hey, neighbor, neighbor, don't throw away your confidence. A great reward is attached to it. So shall we talk about developing confidence? Psalm 18, the first thing, I'm just going to talk about three things because of time and there's much more we can talk about. The first thing I want to show you is that in order to develop confidence, um, you need to find out what skill do I need to develop? What skill do I need to develop? A lot of the time, our lack of confidence is, is not a telling of your ability or, 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 yeah, it's not, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a putting down of your talent. It is more of a, uh, a picture that there is something that you need to grow in. Okay? What is it that you need to grow in? Confidence comes from competency and skill. Okay? Sometimes, and that's why I say, one of the things I, I say about work is don't shirk work. You rob yourself of confidence. Amen. Even though you don't know how to do it, try. Keep doing it. Does that make sense? Because every time you do it, you develop competency, you develop skill, and you develop com uh, confidence. Amen. So, 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 so the reason you struggle with being confident, you know, when... When you first started driving, the reason, you know, many of us, when you first start driving, maybe you're not confident when you drive, is because you just passed your test, and even though they said you could drive, you're authorized to drive, you, you, you just passed the test, and you're not sure about motorways. <laughs> because of all those big cars that move, or the lorry that moves, and your car goes, Ooh. And, and you are worried that you can, you, you don't, you feel like, I'm not confident to drive on the motorway because, you know, I've, I've only just started driving. The issue, and if you speak to any other person, the issue is uh, over a period of time now, if you have to drive, all you need to do is just keep on driving. And the more you drive, the more confident you become. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
the more you, if you say, if you say, um, I don't like driving on motorways because I am worried about those cars, but you never actually every now and again try or work towards it or do a course or, you know, watch a video or do something that helps you in the area of driving, sometimes all you need to do is just go and just watch something that tells you, um, that educates you a little bit more. Are you with me so far? What skills? Could it be that it's just a question of a skill that we need to develop in order to become more confident? Amen? Sometimes our lack of confidence comes from a need to improve your area, improve your skill in that area. Which area of your life do you lack confidence? What skill do you need to gain or do you need to improve upon? It might be that you just need to go for a sales course. If you, are, if you struggle with, with communicating, it might be that you need, and there, there are lots of, lots of things that you can go and get a hold of. It might mean that you need to read a book. Amen? If you are struggling with communicating something, one of the things I have to work on is, is working on how do I communicate the truth. You know, the gospel, the gospel we preach is the same gospel all the time. Amen? Every time you come to church, we don't preach anything else but the gospel. What is the gospel? God is good. All the time. That's, that's what we're saying. God is good. Uh, prepare yourself to either be a part of what he's doing, to be a, good, be a part of his goodness, be God's hands and feet in the goodness. All of the stuff that we talk about, even what I'm talking about now, is because God is good, and therefore we are equipping you to, to be in the flow of his goodness. So the challenge of, of what we do is, how do I always make sure that I am communicating Jesus Christ in a fresh way? in a way that is actually making a difference. Do you see what I mean? So I don't need to lose confidence that there is nothing to talk about because there is always more. There is always a new way to see this thing. All I need to do is, uh, is, is develop that skill. And so I, I listen to so many different people, people who don't talk like me, people who don't believe what I believe. I, I like TED Talks, so I listen to how, how do people communicate? If they, how, do they com how do people communicate ideas? What am I trying to do? I'm trying to build my skill so that when I stand before you, I can be confident that the ideas of what God has placed in my mind, I can effectively communicate to you. Okay? Because sometimes confidence is a matter of just developing the skill. The, the, the presentation that you are worried that I can never do presentation. Maybe, no, we, we, we might address that. We, we'll address something, something else that will address all of that. But it could be that you just need to learn to understand <laughs> that, 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 that those people are human beings too. You know? Oh, I'm going ahead of myself. But, but you know, it, it, there, is some, there is a skill that you can develop. There are ways. We all do presentations in different ways. When I talk to people who are preaching, it's like, you know, I don't, you don't have to preach like me. I don't need to preach like you. I don't need to preach like Dr. Mumba because I'm not him. I just need to learn how to preach. Does that make sense? And it's developing your own skills. Confidence will come when you invest in developing your skills. If you are struggling with, with leading your children or, uh, you know, uh, invest in learning how uh, parenting skills. Invest in that. Don't just stop by saying, I'm such a rubbish father. I'm such a useless mother. No, don't do that to yourself. You might have made a mistake here and there, but it requires investment. When you invest and invest in the child to know your child and know yourself, develop skill, confidence will come back. Are you with me so far? 
So what areas do you need to gain or improve or develop a skill in? If you are lacking, again, please do find some area where you're struggling with confidence because now this is where the rubber hits the road, where, it, it, where you can start to think of specific things. Okay, number two, actually write the scripture down from Psalms 18. We didn't go there. Psalms, Psalms 18 verse 34. This is, this is the psalm. It says, he teaches my hand to make war. He teaches my hand to fight so that my arms can bend a, bro, a, 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 a bow of bronze. Look at that. In other words, you, if you are facing Psalm 18, Psalm 18 verse 34, if you are facing something, you can learn when in the face of the war, you don't need to back off because you face that war again. You can learn how to face this thing so that, so that uh, you become good at it. Does that make sense? What do you need to invest in? What do you need to practice? I, I, I invest in teaching the word. I, I preach this message two or three times before I preach it to you. I still, can I show you my notes? Since we're leaders, I still write out everything. I think about everything I'm going to say. Every, every bit that I'm going to say. I'm going to think, okay, how do you say it? No, don't say it that way. And then, and then, what? Because we want to develop skill. Okay? Confidence comes from preparation. Prepare, you will be confident. It doesn't, you know, it, some of the reasons you're not confident is because you, 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 didn't, you, you just prayed. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you prayed before the interview. You didn't, you didn't check any competency questions. You didn't, you didn't practice any answers. You just prayed, God, I pray. Yeah. And thank God for praying. And the Lord helps you, but that is not how it works. God wants you to know the answers. He doesn't want the surgeon that just prayed. He wants a surgeon who trained. Yeah. Amen. If the surgeon comes up and uh, about to open you up and say, you know what? I've not been to medical school, but don't worry, I prayed. He'd <laughs> 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 be like, this guy, get me out of here. <laughs> Amen. So God wants you to train as well as pray. Amen. So we don't denigrate prayer. Prayer is important, but there is a need for us to keep developing. I think it's the same thing with fear. Fear is evidence that there is something you need to know that you don't yet know. Okay, fear thrives on the unknown. So every time you're afraid, ask yourself, what do I need to know that I don't currently know? Because if you, if you settle what is not yet known, you will begin to address the fear. Don't just accept that I'm, I'm, I'm always afraid of this. No, ask yourself a question. How do, why am I afraid? What do I need to know? that I don't know, okay? So, develop a skill. What skill do you need to develop? To develop confidence, grow in competence. That's good, that's tweetable right there. That's like, that's like oh, that's good. To, de to develop confidence, grow in competence. Amen? Number, number two, I told you I'm gonna give you three things. Um, what weakness do you need to accept? Okay, what weakness do you need to accept? In order to grow in confidence, you have to accept that you are not good at everything. Okay, I love this scripture in Exodus chapter 6. So in Exodus, we, we won't go there for time. In Exodus chapter 6, Moses is standing before in the presence of God. And God says, go to Pharaoh and go tell Pharaoh to set, let my people go. And so Moses tells them, Moses tells God in Exodus 6 verse 30, he tells God, but God, I don't know how to talk. I, I am tongue-tied. I, I don't have the ability to speak. Amen? And I love what God did here. God, did, God, said, God said, still go. What I will do is I will send Aaron <laughs> to go with you. 
God did not say, Moses, don't worry about it. I am going to improve your ability to speak. I'm going to anoint you so you can speak. Why? Because, because even though you can't speak, it is still you that I called. So look at this. So he says, this is what I'll do instead. I will find Aaron who will come and speak for you. I will be, you will be like God to Pharaoh. Aaron will be your prophet. Amazing. So he says, even though you can't talk, you're no different to me. I can't talk to Pharaoh either. You missed that. So he said, so, so God, God brings Pharaoh and brings, sorry, God brings Aaron alongside him. What am I trying to say? There are some aspects of your life that, listen, you will never be good at. There are some things that you are not called to. Amen? You are not trying to be called to it. You are not going to be called to it. You just, it's just not you. The Bible talks about this, and, and, and again, we faith people, sometimes we get that wrong. The Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. Now, check this out. In order for you to say, I am strong, you've got to first acknowledge that you are weak. <laughs> Amen. Until you can find the area of your weakness, your I am strong is just blabbing. It's just, it's just talk. So what areas are you not good at? Because there are some areas that you are not good at. Now, in some of those areas, it means that you need to increase your skill in those areas, okay? But in some areas, you might need to hire somebody. You might need to find an errand. Listen, you're not good at graphic designing. Stop doing those horrible <laughs> flyers for your business. Here you are. Here you are with word art, getting a triangle and a circle. <laughs> All because you just want to save money. No, stop it. Pay somebody. <laughs> Amen. Some things you would just, so, 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 some of us, some, some of you are not, you don't sing. Stop it. Don't go and expect. Just don't do it. Just don't. You are not good at If you need a singer, get a singer. Don't do it yourself. Does that make sense? Accept, because what you're doing is every time, and, and this is why, uh, even though we laugh at things like X Factor, there's a part of me that worries about these people who go on there. Where you go on there and you don't have the ability to sing and the whole nation is laughing at you. You don't know what that does to a person's confidence. You know, because it moves on and, and, and no one thinks about them anymore. But they walk away with everyone, the whole auditorium, laughing. Maybe even seeing videos of themselves. On, uh, uh, what does that do to your confidence? You were all right. You just stepped into something that you were not called to. So now your confidence is. So there are some things you just need to know. This one is not your. It's not you. Amen? You, you are not called to. So just leave this alone. Uh, and it's important you understand that. And accept that. How do we go around that? How do we work around that? As great as I am, there are some numbers. I can do one plus one. I can do two plus two. I can, I can add. But if you give me a spreadsheet, you are asking for trouble. I can maybe make it look nice. I can work out how to you know, manipulate the spreadsheet, add some formulas. But if you, if you put more than three or four worksheets in there, you, this, is your, this is your problem. Because it just, that, that's how I feel. Oh, what, what's going on here? Numbers are just not those kinds of things 
And you just got to accept, get somebody to do it. Get somebody to, you've been doing your accounts all these years and getting into trouble every year. You are not good at it. Get an accountant. I'm preaching good. Amen. What area do you need to build confidence in? What area do you need to be, build confidence? Before you can say, I am strong, you've got to first accept that I am weak in that area. And sometimes there are areas of, that God will just bring an errand for you because he doesn't require you to have that skill to accomplish his will. Does that make sense? God doesn't want you to be everything. He wants you to be what he has called you to be. Amen. So what areas of weakness do you need to accept? And, and some, some areas of weakness, some, some areas you just need to accept maybe, you know, um, you don't do well when you haven't had a coffee in the morning. <laughs> stop trying it. Stop, stop, stop putting all of us through the torture of saying today is going to be a different day. I'm going to do well. No, no, no. You just know you are not that morning person. Amen. My wife and I, we have this thing. She talks in the morning. First thing in the morning, she's asking all the plans for the day. As soon as you wake up, so, so what are we going to do? I'm just looking at her. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I'm probably just grunts one or two times hmm, hmm, on, on things that I think is absolutely necessary. But, but we are, but we are just, just accept your area of weakness. The point I'm making with that is there are some areas of weakness that you just need to work around. So if you are not a morning person, stop booking meetings in the morning. Okay, just, just rearrange. Stop, stop trying to be like the CEO who wakes up at 6 o'clock. You, you don't function like that. 6 o'clock, you're damaging your business. Just, are you with me so far? We're all wired different. So find, because, because the more you keep going grumpy and the customer doesn't come, now you've lost confidence. Now I'm no good at what I do. When all you needed to do was wait till when you were at your peak, which is around lunchtime. Some of you don't function. <laughs> <laughs> Some folk, you know, you don't, you, don't, you, know, you don't have conversations with them until after lunch. Before lunch, <laughs> you book a meeting before lunch with them, they're, they're just not listening. It's just not going to happen. You know, and it's, it's knowing that. It's knowing, you know what, until I've had something to eat, I'm not going to, this is not going to work. So just go get some food and be happy and then do the deal. Are you with me so far? But, but, but accept your weakness. Here is the third one. Here is the third one. Personally, I think probably the most important one. Change, ask yourself, what do I need to believe that I don't yet believe? Okay, so talking about the growing confidence, we're going to have to acknowledge an area, acknowledge our weakness. We're going to have to develop our skill in some area. Or we're going to have to ask ourselves, what do I need to believe that I don't yet believe? Confidence sometimes, I think I mentioned it earlier, so let's, talk, let's take that presentation. You know, you're, you're worried about doing presentations. Part of the reason that you are worried about be doing those presentations is because there is something you need to believe that you don't yet believe. Maybe somehow you have believed that the people you're doing the presentation to, those boss, bosses, that they are somehow superior to you. The moment you change that belief, it happened with me, I changed that belief. Where, where I, 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 used to, I used to work with the, with the directors and the CEOs, and I would go in there and, and just take whatever they say to me, 
And even though I know that this is not going to work because they're too far away from where the thing is being, the, 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 the answers, I, I, I just kind of thought they must know better. I, 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 you know, I was working, working in finance at the time. But then I, 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 I and the, what's funny is that the more I did that, the more God continued to push me in the area where I had to be working with them. So now I'm, I'm coordinating change control where I have to be telling the CEO of the company, actually, you can't do that. This is how we've got to do it. So, so, so something had to shift in what I believe. And here is what shifted for me. These people don't have two heads. They're not, they're not, this person, I love you, you are a brilliant person, but you are not better than me. You are different to me, but you're not better. And so, and here is the other thing that shifted to me biblically. Because I can stand before the king of kings without any fear, without any shame, without any guilt, without any inferiority. Who is this man or woman that I feel like I have to hide myself from? What do you need to believe? Could it be your confidence the la- or the absence of lack of confidence is a product of a wrong belief, something that you don't quite, you haven't really investigated. Why, why, am, I, why am I not confident in this particular situation? When you address the wrong beliefs, you'll be amazed at what you will do confidently. Amen? When you are doing, you, could it be that you're, you know, uh, 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 the, the, the mistake you made is not because you are incompetent is because it's because you are you know you are human does that make sense you made a mistake that doesn't mean you are incompetent you are human and so if you believe that the mistake i make doesn't define me what i'm going to do is go back and do it learn how to do it better and understand i'm changing my beliefs you and and you will be you develop confidence are you with me so far I want you to embrace these things. I want you to think about areas of your life. My prayer, and, and we can't do this, but I know heaven will, would want, this will bless God. It will bless God if everyone who has heard me, everyone, who's, everyone who, who is going to watch this later, or everyone who has heard, it will bless God so much if you step back into that situation that you identified earlier in a different way because of what he has given you today. Amen? Can we do that? Come on, let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Let's come before God with our giving. Let's bring our best gift to God. Bring our best gift.